Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Sports Night Podcast presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint on the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Network. I'm Chris Yao, and as always, I'm joined by Maurice Patton. We, of course, want to take a minute to thank our sponsors, Beck Dental Care, uh, Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, uh, Custom Stone Handlers, and, of course, the title sponsor, Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Uh, Custom Stone Handlers believes in leadership, and outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. Contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Maurice, we are here on our first Monday following a Friday night football and Saturday afternoon football for some. (laughs) (laughs) And Thursday night football. Don't forget that either. I mean, a whole weekend, three days of of high school football. and, And a full week. Of high school athletics. Yep, and absolutely. It's it, been a good one. It's been a great week, and and you know I think a lot of people were really uncertain that this that last week would come, and and we kind of saw that talking to some coaches, talking to some players, um, just seemed to be so thankful to be back out there competing. And, and I think it's been I think it's been great. I don't think there's any question that you know folks are excited and, and happy to be out there. Um, just like you said, all kinds of great sports happen over the weekend, including a a big play day over at Columbia Central where they had the Katie's Hope tournament. Yeah, um, big day for a lot of folks over there. So you know they they do this every year the the tournament or. The play date. Well, it's, it's not really a tournament. Yeah, it, it's been a tournament in years past. First year volleyball coach at Central, Megan Kilburn. First week of the season, obviously there weren't any scrimmages or any preseason play days or anything like that. So I think the decision was made to try to get some more people involved and just play a round-robin kind of situation and just let everybody get some games in. And they had, um, in addition to Central, you had uh, – Hampshire was there, Santa Fe was there, Zion Christian was there, Mount Pleasant was there, and a handful of, of teams from around the county as well. Waverly, um, East Hickman, Hickman County, Hickman and, and McEwen. There. Yeah, yeah. So, so got a lot of good volleyball in on Saturday over at Central. Also, Summertown went over to um, Middle Tennessee Christian this weekend and played in, in a tournament over there. So, a lot going on volleyball-wise this past weekend, and, and it's not yeah. stopping. No, no, it's it's not going to stop. Clearly, matter, matter of fact, tonight we've got uh, we've got five games tonight and uh, a bunch of games tomorrow. Every, every, everybody's playing. Everybody's tomorrow. playing tomorrow. Exactly. So, um, you know, if if you're a volleyball fan, there's there's no reason for you not to be able to get that addressed here over the next couple of days. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and. It, doesn't just stop with volleyball because uh, we've got girls soccer is in full swing now, and a um, couple of couple of games over you know last week we had um, Central they they played district opponent Shelbyville although I'm not sure if it was a district if it counted yeah, I don't I'm know. not sure I think um and and I think they do play a couple of games you know just to get a schedule together and that kind of thing so i'm not sure if that one counts in district play or not but columbia central with a four nothing loss at shelbyville following a three nothing loss at franklin county in their opener right that's not a trend that 
Greg Sidlowski wants to see continue. The Lady Lions still looking for their first goal. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's you know, we talked to him earlier, you know, obviously getting into the flow of, mm -hmm. of being on the, the soccer field makes it a big difference. So I'm, I'm sure he's, he's cautiously, you know, optimistic mm -hmm. that things will turn around as the season progresses. Certainly. Um, Summit also lost 5-2 uh, to two at BGA, and Kalioka and Richland played to a 2-2 draw, which is a little surprising. That's that's <laughs> it's not a big win, obviously, but I think that's a big outcome for a Kalioka team going up against a Richland squad that advanced to the Class A state sectionals a year ago and, and has been one of the better Class A teams in this area over the past three or four years. So, um, you know, David Parks out there at, at Kalioka, and he's got the um, the twins whose names – Norton, Maddie and Mary Beth Norton. I think Mary Beth scored 17 goals last year. So, that's that's uh, impressive. They, um, and those two are pretty much the leaders of that squad. And but I, I keep catching myself. Big, big outcome. I think that's really a big deal for them to play – Richland to a draw like that. Absolutely, and and we'll see we'll see about that Kalioka team tomorrow as they take on Zion Christian, who has speaking of speaking of goals. goal scoring, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get to more of that here later on in the podcast. But yeah, Zion um, has a a goal scorer of their own. So we'll we'll see what Kalioka brings to the table. Of course, uh, several other games on Tuesday: Columbia Academies at BGA, Richland at Marshall County, Summit goes all the way to Gallatin. Franklin. That's going to be a fun drive. <laughs> well, you know, you're right, and, and it's at a, with a 6 p.m. kick. I feel like it's okay um, with the the corona issue has definitely you know set traffic back a little bit. So hopefully it won't be too bad. But you know, last year when when uh, <laughs> football team went that direction, it was a Disaster, a mess, yeah, a mess. So good luck to the girls' soccer team getting just to getting, just getting there. Yeah, if, <laughs> if you get there and you get to play, you've done well. Um, Columbia Central and their first game at home, their home opener against Franklin County is tomorrow, and of course Independence goes to Rockville uh, at seven p.m. So that's gonna take care of volleyball and soccer uh so if you want to get out and watch either of those two you've got plenty of options this week hope you uh make plans to do that and so. for the full schedule of this week's events um, be sure to go to the website sm-tnsports.com we've got the entire week's schedule for volleyball girls soccer golf i don't think there's any cross country going on so we don't have that up there so right all right, so when we come back, we will talk high school football, starting with our game of the week, which we probably should have gone another direction with, but how did we know? Either way, <laughs> we're going to talk game of the week uh, after this on Sports Night, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. We are back on Sports Night, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Um, we'll talk a little bit about our game of the week, which you got a chance to be at. Uh, the Central Lions get a big 27-3 win over Spring Hill, um, this one was never in doubt. It really wasn't, Chris. And, you know, um, 
the last couple of years that these two have played, it's been a close ball game. Um, Central came back for a 13-12 win last year, the year before that. They came back and won 31-28. No comebacks needed here. Um, scored on their second offensive series, scored on a defensive turnover right after that, and never looked back. Um, it was 20 to nothing before Spring Hill got their field goal from from Brett Hughes, a 38-yarder, right before halftime. But but this was, it was all central all night. Yeah, big night from Christian Biggers, which we expected. Um, Brady McCandless in his first start this season makes a does a good job making the plays he has to make and making those throws. And that's something that's important for Central fans to understand is they're not going to rely on Brady to win football games for him. No, he's not going to put up prolific numbers, but he did this Friday night what they're going to need him to do all season, which is keep defenses honest. I right. think um, obviously Central's offense, you know, Christian Biggers is the star that draws that straw that stirs yeah. that drink. There we go. <laughs> um, but you you've got to be able to keep folks from loading up the box and and when when Central's receivers get one on one coverage, Brady's going to have to make some throws, and he showed himself able to do that on Friday night with two touchdowns and um, got a third one, a two-yarder on the sneak to get Central on the board initially. I always hate it when the running backs do all the work and the quarterbacks get the <laughs> scores. Yeah, but, um, you know, again, good night for Christian Biggers, 26 carries, 104 yards. That's what we've come to expect out of him over the past two years. 1,100 rushing yards last year. He, that's he's what makes them go. But Absolutely. defensively is where um, Central really showed up. That, um, I think um, you know when you look back at this game, you're going to be impressed with how good this defense was, as, especially considering last year. You know how they ended the season last mm -hmm. year, holding Gallatin to six points. And, I'm sorry, holding Beach to six points and. Then coming out and and not giving any, not even giving an inch. I mean, they yeah. just they really had a good night. So. And they had to replace some folks too. Yeah, so it it was a great night for Central. Uh, not so great for Spring Hill, but I think we're also going to see that this Central team is a little bit better than people might initially think. Yeah, they're yeah. pretty good. So uh, that Region Five Five A is going to be a lot of fun, and I look for Central to be right in the middle of. Uh, of that race. And speaking of Region 5-5A. Speaking of Region 5-5A, let's go to last year's number three seed out of that region. Uh, but but state finalist, Summit, they go over to Independence. And I, I was at this game. It was absolutely domination from Independence for a, about 40 minutes. That's uh, that's the best I can say. About 40 minutes, Independence dominated this game, but Summit Spartans get a 40 to 34 win uh, on the arm and legs of Destin Wade. Yeah, that you know that's a big win for Summit. It was going to be a big win regardless, but I think it takes on an added degree of bigness when you realize that Keaton Wade did not play in that game. We found out right before kickoff that he had sustained a broken foot. During practice last week, they're, they're running back linebacker, um, all everything, um, didn't touch the field on Friday night. And I wonder how much of that impacted Summit's start. 
I, I'm sure it definitely. Defensively, I know it did. I mean, you you can't lose your your defensive leader in the middle of your you know your front seven, and expect to be able to just plug and play with somebody like Keaton Wade, who who some and, and plug in somebody who. Wasn't expecting to play. Right. So, uh, you, you know, I think that... You know, if you're second string it. behind Keaton Wade, you're, you probably know that you're not going to get on the field very a often. Lot. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that's... I'm sure it definitely had a lot to do with it. But, you know, credit to Independence for taking advantage of that. Jackson Campbell, who in his first start as a quarterback, just absolutely... It, it was a, a battle of quarterbacks in this one. Both of them looked fantastic. When, when you look at the fact that Jackson Campbell in his first start at quarterback had 337 offensive yards and lost. I, yeah, <laughs> well, that's only because his counterpart had 506 total yards. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's that's just what you, you know... That's the Summit Independence game that you expected. It was everything that it was built up to be. Mm-hmm. Border battle is always a, a huge game. The atmosphere was pretty good, as I, I talked about on the radio um, after the game on Friday night. Just a, a really good atmosphere, considering that only 1,200 people were in the stands. It was a, a good night. Uh, Destin Wade goes you know, 249 yards on the ground, 23 carries, including the game-winning eight-yard run. Um, with 22 seconds to go and the only time that Summit led in the That's entire crazy. game. That's and then, of course, at one point, Destin Wade was 12 of 13 passing. And, um, I mean, obviously trying to come back a little bit later, mm-hmm. you know, there were a couple of incomplete passes, him throwing the ball away to make sure just to get to the next play and that sort of thing. Finished 14 of 20 for 257 and four touchdowns. That ain't bad. And no interceptions. That ain't bad. No yeah. no turn no turnovers at all in the game despite six fumbles. <laughs> six fumbles, no turnovers. But but I tell you what, if if you if you ever want to know why did Brian Coleman get away from the wing tee, Destin Wade. It, yeah, there's no question at all. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Brady Pierce who had four catches for 140 yards and two of those touchdowns. And we talked about the tight end situation at Independence last week, and it, but it never was, really materialized. Well, so. it, it wasn't the tight end we expected. It wasn't the it wasn't Tyler Condra. It was actually Ty Lockwood who had three catches for thirty nine yards and was a very important target for Jackson Campbell. To he actually had three first, all three catches were for first downs. So. You know, extending drives, being that big target, Ty Lockwood, uh, a sophomore, and, of course, Trey Hartwell, another sophomore for Independence. Uh, that looks like they've got some athletes for a long time as well. Yeah. All right, let's move on to uh, Columbia Academy as they go up to Clay County, a long trip, like you said. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that had a little bit to do with uh, their their issues up there, but they fall 27-14 to 14 to Clay County. Yeah, tough night for Columbia Academy. Um, ball security was an issue. Five interceptions. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Clay County fumbled four times and lost all four. But um, Columbia Academy five interceptions, lost two other fumbles. So um, lose a turnover battle on the road, you're you're typically going to lose the ball game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Columbia Academy had a chance. They're down twenty to fourteen in the fourth quarter. Uh, they they get one of those fumbles. They knock the ball out around midfield, but uh, they can't convert on that drive to to tie the game up. So just. You know, again, tough, tough breaks. Uh, you're you're playing in the you know in a long trip, 
playing in the rain. You know, who knows what else is going on. But and and, it, and it's a trip tough. that you weren't really expecting to make because, again, this is a game that kind of got scheduled on the fly once their opener at Marshall County got canceled when Marshall County had some, some pandemic issues over right, there. Right, the, the so. scouting report really isn't there. You're just kind of doing what you do. And exactly, and, and sometimes sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, you, de- I mean, you definitely need some kind of uh, – you know, game plan going in other than, well, let's just do what we've been doing all week and, and hope. So, but again, you know, it, it's not a game that you can't get down on yourself. You just got to bounce back and understand where, where you're at. Um, it, it was a good, a, a good first game for Columbia Academy to get their feet wet and sure. hopefully continuing uh, over the next four weeks because it doesn't get any easier. Exactly. So, all right, when we come back, we are going to talk with Dr. Scott McCall. We, ca- we caught up with him last week on uh, on a Zoom call, so we'll we'll play you that. Uh, Dr. Scott McCall at Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. So when we come back, we'll talk to him, and we'll see you on the other side of that. Beck Dental Care is committed to personalized and comfortable dental care. Located in Columbia, Beck Dental Care has proudly served Murray County for more than 40 years. For your dental needs, call today at 931-388-8452 or visit beckdentalcare.com. And welcome back to the Sports Night Podcast presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint on the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Network. I'm Chris Yao once again, and today we are joined with uh, by Dr. Scott McCall of Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Uh, Dr. McCall, thanks for joining us. Thanks, thanks for having me. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, and uh, you know, this is about getting to kind of, kind of getting to know you guys. So um, you've been around here for, for quite a while, almost enough to essentially be a local by, uh, by local terms, but 15 years yeah, here? That's true, yeah. I've started my 15th year. Um, I came from uh, – Grew up in uh, East Tennessee in Maryville and uh, actually did um, uh, gymnastics in college. Had a, a D1 scholarship at William & Mary. Did that for four years. Yeah. Um, uh, landed in Memphis for nine years for med school and did uh, orthopedic training at Campbell Clinic and then came here in 2006. And actually, Dr. Pettit and I started August 1st of 2006 on the same day. And uh, he's one of our partners here. And so... Yeah, so we've been been in the community a while. Um, we've grown quite a bit uh, from our old building across from the hospital by McDonald's to the to the big place we have now, and uh, kind of still growing, which is good. Kind of growing up with the community, and so enjoying my time here, and it's been it's been good. Doctor McCall, what motivated you to get into sports medicine specifically? Well, probably my sports background. I, mean, I grew up grew up doing all pretty much every sport. Um, uh, the only one I didn't play was football. I was a little small for that, you know, but uh, uh, really kind of gravitated towards gymnastics. Um, when I was, I guess, 11 or 12, I, I, I kind of quit the baseball, basketball stuff and, and just did gymnastics. And it was it was a six day a week, minimum three to four hour a day ordeal. And so ended up paying off and got a scholarship to college and uh, kind of went all the way through college and had a lot of good success there. Um, we won several division two national national titles at William and Mary and I won um, one national title on the rings division one in my junior year um, got hurt my senior year and finished out and went to med school but that's pretty much I think sports medicine was pretty much uh, ingrained in me from a young age and 
um, I spent quite a bit of time in orthopedic office because of, of sports. And so when I went to med school, that's kind of what I wanted to do. I, I, I kind of knew I wanted to do orthopedics. You know, when, when you said you had an injury your senior year, how do you feel like having been on the other end of the scalpel, so to speak, helps you with what you do? It, it, it helps a lot, you know, and, and, you know, I think we, you know, you, you, when you, when you're a doctor and you haven't, haven't been on the other side, it, it, it does give you a little bit of, of a, of a different perspective. Luckily I didn't have to have surgery. Um, I did break my leg, uh, just didn't, it was non-displaced. Um, I actually competed with a broken leg for about eight weeks, but um, just because it was. You, it, you wouldn't recommend that as a doctor. No, I don't, I don't, I don't recommend that, but we were, we weren't quite as, as smart as we were back then, but I had a little non-displaced fracture in my, in my fibula, which is a small bone on the outside of the leg. And it only carries about 10% of your weight. And I, I really only did two. I wasn't able to do all the events that we did, but um, I had, I had had good success on rings and I'd won the year before. And my goal was to really, you know, defend my title, but I was kind of hurt. So I wasn't going to win, but I wanted to, I wanted to compete anyway. And I knew I was, I was done. And so I talked to the doctor and I said, is, am I going to make it worse by landing in eight weeks? And he said, no, but don't do it until then. So I'd already qualified for the event. So I went up and competed and, and then retired, but it, it does help. Uh, and I think I do see a lot of folks in the office. I mean, I've been here long enough. A lot of people know that I've done that uh, and at a collegiate level. So I have a lot of kids come in with kind of questions about that stuff. And, you know, uh, and it's when you, when you go from high school to college, there's a huge jump. And I, I tell them, like, you're going to feel like you're about 50 after your freshman year, because I mean, they pound on you in that collegiate level. And so I think having been through that, you know, it kind of helps, you know, some of the kids in the office, certainly some of the higher level, you know, athletes, because we do have a lot of kids that go on to, to good success in college and, and even farther around here in Columbia, particularly with baseball. And, you know, I, I think in, you know, Shaq playing in the NFL and we've got some, you know, good players here. This mounts aren't so easy with a broken leg, I don't guess. Huh? No, it, it, it hurt a little but uh, it, it was almost exactly two months from, you know, when I initially did it until I had to actually compete on, on and, and go full out. And so obviously I was practicing, but, you know, they have those foam pits you can land in. You don't have to actually weight bear on it, you know? And so, you know, it, it, yeah, it stung for a minute, but it, you know, and it held me up. So. Dr. McCall, um, tell us a little bit about what uh, you specialize in here at mid Tennessee bone and joint. And uh, is somebody who might need to come in and see you, what, what, what would be their issue? Well, I, I'm kind of known as the knee guy. And so um, we, you know, when I first got here, we had, everybody kind of had a niche and you kind of find your niche as you go along. And I, um, you know, I, I really kind of gravitated toward do, doing knees pretty early, you know, and I, I do a lot of total knee replacement, which obviously kids in sports aren't going to need, but we do do all the sports, you know, procedures that, that people would need to have done. And so ACLs, PCLs, you know, MCLs, meniscal tears, cartilage injuries, you know, we do cartilage transplant, we do uh, limb deformities and people who have like a crooked leg and we straighten it out. Um, we, we pretty much can take care of, of pretty much any sports, 
injury that, that a kid would have, you know, and so, you know, if someone injures their knee badly, you know, we'll see them in the office and, you know, normally x-ray and make sure nothing's broken and, you know, MRI to see what's torn or what, what damage is, is done. And then, you know, recommend, you know, either surgery or sometimes hopefully not surgery. Sometimes it's just some anti-inflammatories and physical therapy. And so, and, you know, we have therapy here, we have therapy, you know, Murray Regional has a good therapy and other therapy places around town that people can go to. Um, but, you know, I, I pretty much specialize in knees. Um, I do also, you know, do basic fracture care pretty much. Is, is spine, you know, if you're, if you're a spine doctor, that's kind of all you do. Um, and, but, you know, I, I am pretty much known as the knee guy. Awesome. The knee guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and that's, especially in sports, that's, that's one of the, the more knees common and, injuries. Knees and shoulders tend to be your two most common things that they get hurt in sports. Yeah. That, and, you know, absent the, the concussion, which, you know, we do see a fair amount of that, but, you know, if someone has a bad concussion, we just have to get them to the neurologist, but, you know, um, we, we, we screen the kids for all that stuff on the field if, if they have an injury and, you know, that's probably the main thing, honestly, nowadays, particularly in football, football season coming up, that's probably the main thing that puts a kid out of a game. You know, you, you still see occasionally the bad knee injury on the field, but, you know, um, with, you know, the, the safety, the song, you know, and the, the bracing and stuff that's available now, I mean, there's, you know, thankfully less of that, um, but, you know, the concussion issue is still one of the things we st still see a lot of on the field and have to send down for that. Now, how often are you out? in the field i mean the are you at games on friday nights that type thing what is we, your we try to we try to cover all the home games you know with call and and stuff you know and different you know uh you know responsibilities you know with covering the hospital sometimes you know we won't be right there on the field um i normally am around every game you know if i'm not there for the whole time you know we have we, we put athletic trainers uh, at every game as well. And, you know, they, they have direct access to us. Um, you know, I, I, I probably say half the families at, you know, Spring Hill have my cell phone number now, but, you know, and, and I get calls every once in a while. It doesn't bother me, but um, unless it's 2 a.m. of course, but, um, but, you know, we, uh, <laughs> I'm just joking, but we, uh, you know, we, we have somebody there. We have, we have somebody there that's medically trained, you know, the whole time. And, you know, David Hightower and I have been working together for 15 years and, you know, he has, you know, I, I basically, you know, he, he actually for about 10 years, he came down to the office every Monday and spent, you know, every Monday morning with me in the office, just kind of learning, you know, how to evaluate things and, and things of that nature. I'd say he's basically, you know, he, he, he functions pretty much like a, a, a doctor on the field when I'm not there. And so I feel pretty comfortable, you know, if I'm in the OR or something operating or if I'm having to go to the ER to see somebody because I'm on call and David's there, you know, he can take care of it. And, um, yeah, we, we try to go to most of the home games. Um, the away games aren't really feasible um, and to, to, to make all of those certainly – you know, if a team makes the playoffs, we try to cover all those games. And, you know, we'll um, – we even try to cover down to Marshall County and, you know, get those those teams covered. Um, there's not, a, not, not enough of us to be everywhere, but, you know, we try to cover as many as we can. That stability, though, you talk about having worked with David for 15 years at Spring Hill. You know, Marcus Harris, some of the folks that y'all have got in the schools on a – 
consistent basis, that I would think that's got to be a, a pretty important, pretty, um, pretty yeah. comforting thing. It's, it's huge. I mean, cause you know, when you have stability in that, you know, athletic training environment, the kids know, know them, they trust them, the families trust them. I mean, you look at David, you know, like you said, Marcus and Greg down at, and Marshall, you know, he's been there longer than I've been here. You know, and I think David actually ironically started the, in 2006 as well. He started, I think in like, like a week or two before I was when he got hired and he, he initially worked for star PT and star kind of had some athletic trainers around. It was a little bit fragmented for years because different therapy places would put a trainer there. And um, I think it was last year we Murray County, we, you know, we consolidated everybody into the Murray regional system. So all those athletic trainers kind of are technically now part of the Murray regional system. And so it's a little more cohesive. It's definitely very stable and, and it's huge having somebody having somebody there year in, year out. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Scott McCall from Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, thanks so much for joining us and telling us a little bit about you and, and your background. We appreciate it. We uh, look forward to seeing you on Sorry. the sidelines yeah. um, this, this fall at some point. And uh, so long as, you know, I hope, we get to, I hope we get to play them. And uh, if they play them, we'll be out there. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, Once appreciate again, it. Once again, Dr. Scott McCall, Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about – High School Football this Friday night on Sports Night, the podcast presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. And welcome back to Sports Night presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Thanks to Dr. Scott McCall for that interview last week, we really enjoyed talking to him. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to uh, – we've got three more football games to talk about. This one was an absolute barn burner. Yeah. yeah. Um, Summertown gets a 13-12 to win over Mount Pleasant, and you know that Bronson Bradley is more upset than anything that the reason – his team doesn't get two extra points is because his place kicker is on the sideline for disciplinary reasons. Yeah, sophomore Jackson Collier um, suspended for that ball game. And, you know, hats off to Bronson Bradley, first of all. I'm not sure what the situation was that resulted in that action being taken, but, you know, sometimes – Sometimes long term is bigger than short term, and and in a game that you knew was going to be close to start with, I mean, this is a huge rivalry. Mount Pleasant won this game 42-14 last year, but other than that, this is a this has been a close ball game, as he said in the article on sm-tnsports.com. Ten miles between those two schools, those kids know each other, that kind of thing. You know, it's going to be a a, a hard fought battle anytime. You've got a weapon sitting over there with you. I mean, this kid had a great summer. He's been working with a couple of former UT kickers, um, James Wilhoyt and Aaron Medley. Got a chance to go on and play somewhere past Mount Pleasant. But um, this kind of thing can't continue to happen. He got suspended last year for a game as well, and um, it's tough. I'll tell you, like you said, hats off to Bronson Bradley for having the guts 
knowing that he's missed he, he failed the first time after a touchdown failed two point conversion mm-hmm. having the guts to keep him on the sideline knowing that this is a chance to either tie the game or you know whatever it's pretty gutsy pretty I mean gutsy. but but I mean when when you sit in that seat you got to make some tough calls sometimes and he, and he and he made that one but again credit to Summertown uh they won this ball game without completing a pass. Um, yeah. Colton Schaefer, the big 6'6 junior, 0 for 3. But they ran the ball well as um, Javen Edmiston scored the game-winning touchdown. Um, Schaefer and, and Anakin Johnson both ran the ball well also. And, and it was just a, a ground-oriented battle, and, and the host Eagles come out on top in this one. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you what was the big – what I noticed just watching some highlights was – the Summertown defensive line really made they, – they set the tone early. They made some big plays. They were able to contain the offense of Mount Pleasant, and that's so important when you're talking about, you know, a couple of guys in their backfield who are dynamic and, yeah. you know, Xavier it, Davidson especially. Exactly. Xavier Davidson, um, Tavarius Strayhorn making – you know, he started last year against Zion in, in place of Hayden Lovely, but really this was the first night that he really had the keys to the offense. Um, Coach Bradley talked about being young at some skill positions, and I'm sure that some of those guys grew up a lot Friday night. They've got an off week this coming week, but they get back on the field following that, and I think you'll see a lot of that growth from this past Friday night to the Friday night before Labor Day. Oh, no question. And I'll tell you, another team that's looking to grow uh, between week one and two is the Richland Raiders. They go down to Rogers on Thursday last week, uh, a game that I went to, and give up a touchdown on the first play of the game um, and get down 28 to nothing before halftime, uh, before their offense really settles in. And uh wasn't a great night, but – I think Coach Nick Patterson has to be excited about the resiliency of his of his team and uh, their their never quit attitude because they did not quit. They did score nineteen. They outscored uh, Rogers in the second half, nineteen to seven. And uh, I'll tell you, Rogers didn't let off the gas. It wasn't a okay. We're up four touchdowns. We're going to let it go. It, I mean, they're they they're not they're not a big enough school to let off the gas. Right. I mean, you, Who, who's you got, out there is out there. Yeah, huh? that's what you got. That's the players you got. But Austin stills in. Austin Seals had a great night, ran 94 yards on 16 carries, uh, had a touchdown, and he, he had a three receptions for 67 yards, including a – he took a screen pass to the house, and that was it was a pretty solid run too. So, I don't see how that one how, – how the Richland Raiders, you know, grow from one to two. I, I think the biggest thing that Richland will have, will have going for them going forward is – they may not play against another offensive line as big as Rogers was. I don't know that any of our schools will play up against an line that's as big as that. Good lord, they were six three plus across the front. Across six three, and and that wasn't six three two ten either. No, <laughs> no they were they were huge. Yeah, so um, you know to to hang in there against that, and again, nineteen points in the second half. Like I, I think again, as you said, I think Coach Patterson's got to like that resiliency that they showed in the second half because they could have easily hung it up. Absolutely, and a team that's going to need some resiliency. Uh, Zion Christian, they they had to play over two days, had a power outage, right? Well, 
the third of the, the third time was the charm. They had a power outage before the game started. They had another one right after the anthem, and then um, the last one late in the second quarter forced them to come back on Saturday. Um, Zion was down thirteen nothing after day one. <laughs> came back and scored right before halftime, and then it was all grace in the second half, particularly in the third quarter when they scored four touchdowns. So um, yeah. it's kind of started to snowball on them a little bit. Couldn't get much going offensively, and, and everything Grace did turned to gold. So just a, a tough Saturday in particular. But So tell me this, because I wasn't there. You were. Mm-hmm. When it – there were three minutes to, to go, right? There was mm-hmm. three minutes to go in the second quarter. When it got to halftime, what did they do? They took a short half. They took a three-minute halftime. Okay. They, there were three – <laughs> I was think, curious. Yeah. Like, no, 20 minutes? <laughs> no, they did not take a full halftime after 12 hours. No, they um, they played the final 339 of the second quarter, gotcha. which during that time was when Zion scored. They scored with about 22 seconds left in the half. They took a quick three-minute break, and then they were back out. The three-minute warm-up period is mandated. Got to mm-hmm. take it. <laughs> yep, yep. So there you go. So there you go. All right. Well, um, you know, Zion, that forty-seven to six is not what you want to see. But again, young team, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll bounce back. Um, and Brad Lowry will have his guys ready to play next week, no matter what. All right. Let's uh, real quick. Let's talk about um, give out some awards and talk about the team of the week. Presented by Custom Stone Handlers. Again, customstonehandlers.com. You can contact them at 931-490-4990. And they proudly encourage young people to get in the game. This week's Team of the Week is presented to the Summertown Eagles for their 13-12 win over, over Mount Pleasant. Congratulations to those guys. Yeah, they, they did it in some tough conditions. It was... Um wet pretty much all night um turnovers but they 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 persevered in that one and and hung on for well came back because they were down 12-6 and and came back and got the game winner late but um big win for summertown big rivalry big win absolutely our scholar athlete of the week this week goes to a player who played in that game Tavarius Strayhorn, uh, who Bronson Bradley has high remarks for. He he does. He he um, has a lot of of respect and praise for that young man, a uh, junior quarterback. Who um, he told me he is the smartest kid on our team, and maybe the smartest kid in the school. A lot That's... of honors classes, so. This is a, uh, it's a young man with a lot on his plate with football and academics and taking care of things in both arenas. So congratulations to Tavarius Strayhorn, our Scholar Athlete of the Week. That's it. And finally, the Player of the Week award this week. <laughs> Honestly, there was no doubt, except that... There was doubt. There was a little <laughs> doubt. And, let us remind you that this is not just a football podcast. We're talking – we've got five sports that are playing right now. So, And if if a player from one of those the, – the other sports does something spectacular, we – you know, it may not be a football player that gets player of the week. It may not be a football team that gets team of the week. And it may not be a football player that gets scholar athlete. Just want to make that clear because, of course, Destin Wade with – 506 yards total offense and six touchdowns. He's probably the no-brainer pick. Unless you have a... Not so fast, my friend. (laughs) Not so fast as 
Lee Corso would say. Exactly. I'm, I'm looking for some headgear to put on. <laughs> now, um, so on Tuesday night, Zion Christian takes the pitch against Loretto for a soccer get girl soccer game, and Ava Corbin decides to go off. Seven goals for the sophomore Lady Eagle in a 10-2 win over Loretto, and she certainly injected herself into the player of the week conversation with that performance. So um, That being said, we just went ahead and gave it to both of them. We copped out. <laughs> we weren't we weren't gonna make a pick. There's no there's no way to make a pick. Plus we, there's only two of us, so if you know fifty yeah, fifty we don't we don't have anybody to cast a deciding vote. So yeah, so congratulations to Ava Corbin and Destin Wade, the SM TNsports.com co players of the week this week. And if your business would like to sponsor the player of the week award, you can contact us at sports at sm tnsports.com. Now, let's now. take a look and our picks from last week brought to you by Jamie Davis, Allstate. You're in good hands with Jamie Davis. For a free quote, call 615-392-1122 and tell her that Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Again, that's a free quote. Jamie Davis, Allstate, 615-392-1122. Do we have to look at these picks? Uh, well, you know, it's not – it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. At one point – it looks like we're going to lose both Summertown and Summit games as well. <laughs> so it could have been a lot worse. It could have been a up. lot worse yeah. because both of those teams had to make comebacks to win the game. Exactly. So we you both, started out well. I did. We started out. I started out. You well. started out well. Um, both of us finished three and three this week. Uh, the, I took the Rogers Pirates because again. Because you're from Alabama, that's why you took. Well, it. maybe, but also, I, I, I mean, I probably had a little more knowledge about the history of Rogers football than you well, ever would. Well, all, all I knew was they were three and eight last year. I didn't, and but lost, I did not. And lost to Richland. But I, I did not know that they were humongous <laughs> across the front line. That's, that's that's not untrue. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's the way it goes sometimes. Uh, yeah. We both took Columbia Academy in, in I guess, yeah. hopeful fashion. Yeah. And then um, both won the Summertown Mount Pleasant Summit Independence and then both lost Zion Christian and Grace Christian. And then you got the Columbia Central win, and I picked Spring Hill, which leaves us at a tie, three and three, yep. this week. So that only will continue. And uh, – to check out our picks for this Friday night, you can listen to our podcast or watch us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, uh, or listen to us on anywhere that podcasts that you listen to your podcast, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, it's everywhere. Um, <laughs> we need to do one of those James Corden things where you put up all of the different logos. Oh, it, it would be... Over the screen. Yeah, it would be just... <laughs> Continue as logos, too, so there's <laughs> that. But, yeah, you can listen to us anywhere. Uh, follow us, of course, at SM underscore TN Sports on Instagram and Twitter, at SMTN Sports Facebook, or just search Southern Middle Tennessee Sports. We have a group that you guys are welcome to join. Uh, share your experiences at high school football games and other sports across the, you know, across the board. We'd love to have you talk to us there uh, on Facebook and, of course, SM-TNSports.com. That's going to do it for us this week. We appreciate it. This is the Sports Night Podcast presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, and we will see you next week. Or, I'm sorry, we'll see you on Thursday. There we go.